0: We've been uh, talking about win moments. They're moments when you're on the edge of something, when you're not sure what to do. You're trying to figure out how you're going to proceed with what you're facing. Now, it's a time of questioning, a time of searching, and I think sometimes a time of doubting in our lives. And I have found those win moments can be very frustrating, and they can be confusing. And my hope and prayer through this series has been very specific that we will all come to recognize that win moments are defining moments. These win moments that you have really are God-given opportunities for you to grow as a person and for you to grow in your faith. And that's what I hope and pray you'll, you'll discover through this. Today, I want to focus on when you question your faith, or when your faith is tested. Um, And we're going to look at some things that I think make us all question our faith, a test that every single follower of Jesus Christ will face at some point in in your life. And although our win moments are are different, they, they vary, I guarantee you that everybody here will face them. It's part of life. Being, being tested at, at some point, is just going to happen. And we're going to look uh, at some of the things that we face so that you can prepare. You know, it's a test. It's a test. I love the uh, Simpson episode uh, where Bart, he's about to take a big exam, and he does what Bart usually does, and he plays all day instead of studying. And so that evening, Lisa kind of jumps him for not studying and goofing off so much. And so Bart goes to bed and he can't sleep because it shows him he's tossing and turning. He is convinced that he has destroyed his entire life because of this test. And so he finally just gets up in frustration and he kneels down and he prays and he says, God, I will dedicate my life to in a good schooler, if you just give me one more day to study. And so that night, snowstorm comes in, and, and school's canceled. And so the next morning, Bart is elated when he finds out, and he tells Lisa how he had talked to God, and that God had answered his prayer. And so he gets up, he's putting on his snow clothes, he's going to go out and play. And Lisa reminds him what he promised God. But that doesn't really deter him. And so he goes out and he plays all day. Finally, that evening, he, he he starts studying a little bit. Next day, he takes the exam. He gets a D And he is pumped up. I mean, he's excited. Yeah, parents, you get it, don't you? <laughs> he's like, I passed. I passed. And, and Lisa gives him that look. She's like, Bart. And so... He looks to heaven, and he says, oh, yeah, part of this is yours, big guy. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in uh, school, I, I learned that it was wise to prepare for tests. And the tests that I did the best on were the ones where I already knew the questions in advance. You know, some teachers, they were kind of mean, and they wouldn't tell you what was going to be on the test. But the the fact is, I liked those tests where I knew. God, friends, when he tests you, Scripture tells us up front what to expect in those tests. And I believe because of that, we can be prepared for tests so that we know what to do when. It's a test. It's a test. God specializes in pop quizzes in our lives. Some of you have been through the test. Some of you are getting really close. You're almost finished. And some of you, just recently, the test was put before you. And I know, because I've had many conversations with people, some of you have been dealing with the test for a long, long time. And if you're good on all those... You need to know, for some of you, the test is down the road. They show up unexpected. If I ask you today if you're a believer, I'm going to guess most people here would say, well, yeah, sure, I'm, I'm a believer. But if I ask you, how do you know you're a believer? Again, I think many would go, well, I, I believe in God. And I would say, well, that's great, but James tells us, James 2.19 says, the devil believes in God. Believing in God is not going to get you to heaven. Believing, friends, is more than this intellectual assent. It's more than thinking, ah, I believe in Jesus Christ, I believe in God. There's more to our faith than that. I mean, we're saved by faith. We're saved by the works of Jesus Christ on the cross. We're saved by grace, God's grace. But friends, our faith should impact how we live. James writes this. He says, As a lifeless body is dead, so faith without actions is dead. In other words, if my faith and what I believe do not sync up with how I live, then James says faith is worthless. It doesn't mean much, which kind of raises the question. I mean, what does it mean to be a true believer? How do I know if my faith's real? Well, friends, I think you find out when you go through tests. I mean, what are the tests? Well, that's what I want to look at. You know, we're going to look at a guy by the name of Abraham. Abraham is considered the the father of faith, father of faith for for the Jewish community, the Christian community, and the Muslim community. Abraham is an important faith figure, big time. You know, his story is recorded in the book of Genesis, but it's also listed in Hebrews. Abraham is listed in the Hall of Fame of, of Faith. And so I want to look at some of the tests that Abraham faced, uh, the same kind of tests that you and I face on, on a regular basis. It says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. See, Abraham faced a where test. Where? God asked him to make this major change in his life. God asked him to pack everything up and to, to move. There's only one catch here. God didn't tell him where he was moving to. He just said, we're going to move. Ab- Abraham, his faith is being tested at this point. And I imagine Abraham's, like us, he probably had a lot of questions. Like, where am I going? Yeah, I'll let you know. Well, how long is it going to take? I'll let you know. Well, how will I know when I get there? I'll let you know. How many of you would have moved on that basis? I mean, when when you face a major change, it's a test of faith sometimes. This is a difficult test for Abraham. I think for, uh, as I look at the story, there's a lot of reasons. One, if you read the account in Genesis, you find out that Abraham's 75 years old when God asked him to move. I imagine Abraham's like, you know, God, I'm, I'm ready to retire here. I'm ready for the easy life. And God says, no, you're going on the adventure of your life. His age... That would have been tough in that day. Not only is is he old, but to complicate it, Abraham's extremely wealthy. You know, he lived in the this big city of Ur. Doesn't sound very appealing, does it? Ur. But it was a metropolitan city. In fact, it's ultra modern and advanced for its day it is a wealthy 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 city it's the capital city it is the epicenter of the world in that day archaeologists this is true archaeologists have found malls all the women go malls oh let's go to Er. you know um, but they actually found malls there Abraham had all this bling in his life. He had family, he had relatives, he had sheep, he had cattle. He had all these possessions. Scripture says he had 50 servants to handle all of his stuff. I mean, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? And now he's going to move, which would have been difficult. I mean, it wasn't like he could pick up the phone and go, United Van Lines, you know, can I run a U-Haul, please? I mean, none of that. But it complicated it because he was old. He had a lot of stuff to move. But the big problem, he didn't know where he was going. Didn't know where he was going. But Abraham, even though his faith's being tested here, Abraham obeys. He obeys. He just goes with it. He says, "You know what? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go." Heard the other day about a guy he's dying, and uh, the priest he uh, said to him he said denounce the devil let him know how little you think of him and the guy didn't say anything and so the priest repeats he says denounce the devil say something you know why do you refuse to denounce the devil the guy's like I don't know where I'm heading and I don't think I should get anybody too upset before I get there you know it's like here's a question for you will you follow God's leading? when you don't know where you're heading? You know, will you follow God's leading when you have absolutely no idea where it's going to end up? You know, it's a faith test. We all face it. It's not just saying, oh, I believe in God. It's not just words. It's deeds. It's obeying. It's faith in action. It's taking steps when we just don't know. In fact, I know today God's asked some of you to make major changes in your life. And you know it. You, you may not know where you're supposed to go or do, but you know you're not supposed to stay where you are. And in fact, some of you are really uncomfortable with that. And you keep asking, where, where, God, where? Friends, it's a faith test. You know, where, where should I work? Where should I live? You know, where should I retire? You know, where do I try and find a job? Where do I go to school? Where do I invest, invest myself? It's a where question. Some of you are saying, well, God, I, I know where you want me to go, but I need to know the, exactly where I'm heading before I take the first step. You know, I need to know how this is going to play out. You know, God's like, you know what? Get up and start moving. Then I'll direct you. In fact, I believe God's waiting for some of you to start moving to show faith before he's going to start opening those doors and showing you where it's going. In fact, I would argue that if you do not have uh, doubt In your life, if you're not struggling to figure out where you haven't got faith. Faith forces you to take risks. It's a where test. Where? Abraham had a had wind test also. You know, for for Abraham, the wind test had to do with a delayed promise from God in, in his life. It says, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger. In a foreign country, he lived in a tent, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. You see the word promise there? It's used twice in that scripture. Promise, important, important word to remember. If you're a believer, to to stand, you know, we used to sing standing on the promises, to remember the promises of God. God wants our life to be based on his promises. Not on explanation, not on figuring it all out, but on expectation in our life. You know, God promises Abraham, he says, if you move, I'll give you the promised land. But here's the problem. Abraham got there. And then God delays the transfer of ownership here. In fact, Abraham, get this, would live a hundred more years. And I'm gonna guess it was tough. You know, notice scripture says there, what did they live in? Tents. Temporary living. How how many of you would have liked to have lived in a tent for a hundred years? <laughs> Three generations. Now, this isn't in Scripture, but I can only imagine that Sarah, Abraham's wife, probably regularly was like, Honey, have I told you lately? I hate tents. When are we going to build a real house? Come on. What's up with this? And, and I imagine Abraham praying every day. You know, Lord, when? When? When, it, when are we going to get it? When are you going to answer our prayers? When are you going to fulfill the promise that you gave to me? When, Lord, when? And I don't know about you, but I can handle tests in my life if I know there's a time limit. How many of you are like that? You know, it's like, okay grin and bear it for a week a month whatever as long as I know there's a time limit but I find it much more difficult when there's no end in sight I I find it difficult when I'm doing what I can and it doesn't get any better you know when there's a, a marriage problem and it doesn't get better When there's a job situation, and it just doesn't get better. When when you've got this circumstance or this problem, and it just doesn't get any better. When you cannot see light at the end of the tunnel. Friends, it's like a continual test. It's in your face all the time. And the question is, are you willing to wait, even if you don't know when? Are you willing to wait for God's timing, which is the best timing, by the way? It's a faith test. It's a faith test. We all face it. Some of you are in that when moment right now. You know, the burning question, when, Lord? You know, when, when's my marriage going to get better? When am I going to get married? When am I going to meet that right person? When are we going to get pregnant? You know, when, when am I going to get that job? When am I going to get that promotion? Lord, when am I going to get well? I'm tired of being sick. When, Lord? When? Friends, what are you expecting God to do in your life that God hasn't done yet? I want to suggest that's a test. How long can you wait? Do you trust, and this is big, do you trust God's timing can you wait without knowing when? Faith test. There's where? Faith tests, there's when. Faith, faith tests, and there's how, faith tests. Abraham, he faces an impossible problem. He, he had been promised a, a descendant. He's going to be a father of a great nation, which would be Israel ultimately. But Abraham's got one problem. He's 99 years old, and he doesn't have a child yet. No kids. Sarah's gone through menopause. It's a major problem for him. I'd encourage you to read this week. It'd be a great read for devotions. Uh, Genesis 18 records the whole story. But basically, God sends messengers to talk to Abraham and Sarah, uh, probably angels. And they deliver the news that the promise is going to be fulfilled. And so, basically, these messengers are telling Abraham that Sarah's going to have a baby. Now, Sarah is outside the tent, and she's listening in to the conversation. She's eavesdropping at this point. And when she hears this, she starts giggling. She's laughing, all right? At some point, apparently, she comes into the tent, and, and the messengers... Ask, you know, why she laughed. And then they ask this very, uh, I consider it a game changing question. And they say, Is anything too hard for the Lord? They state their message again. It says, "I, I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. And I love this. The angel said, yes, you did laugh. (laughs) You did. I heard you. They got this impossible situation. I assume that for Abraham, probably when he heard this, he was probably a bit amused. Uh, He may have laughed inside even a little bit. But we know that Sarah laughed. You've got to be kidding me. You know, this is ridiculous. This is impossible. The Hebrew scripture says, And by faith even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made his promises. And so from this one man, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and countless as the sands of the seashore. Sarah laughed. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. And then she was pregnant. And then Isaac is born, their son. Isaac, the name means laughter. And I would argue when I read this story, we got all this laughing, but I think God had the last laugh in this. I mean, Friends, some of you are worried sick because you don't know how you're going to make it through whatever you're facing. You uh, have no idea how God's going to do it. You can't figure it out. You're trying to to put the pieces together, and you can't. It's a test. It's an impossible situation. It scares you to death. You may be discouraged. You may be defeated in, in your heart. Because you don't know how. How's God going to do this? You know, you're not asking the where question. You could care less about that. You're not asking when. You're asking how could God do something? You know, how can God make the ends meet for us financially at the end of the month? You know, how am I ever going to get out of this debt? You know, how am I ever going to handle all the pressures that I'm having to handle right now? You know, how is God ever going to get through to my spouse so that they'll change their attitude? How in the world will God ever bring our family back together? How in the world is God going to get through to my kid and change their life? How? 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 It's a test of faith. Will you expect a miracle. It's hard to do sometimes, isn't it? You know, when you're in over your head, when, when things seem impossible, when, when your back's against the wall, when, when you don't have the foggiest idea how something can happen, do you believe that God can do something? Friends, I want to tell you, if you don't hear anything else today... Absolutely, no. You can take it to the bank. I guarantee you, God can. God can. God can in God's time and God can in God's way. It can happen. Now, it may not happen the way that you planned it, and it may not happen when you want or how you want, but friends, God will see you through it. See, I don't know much. I have figured that out. The older I get, the less I have figured out. But what I do know is I know God holds the future in his hand. I don't know what the future holds, but I know God's holding it. There's one more test uh, Abraham faces, and it's kind of the ultimate test for, for him, and I think many times for us as well, and it's the why test. You know, a lot of things happen in this world, and I don't get it. I mean, I just shake my head. I, I keep a list I have for, for years of things that I just go, I don't get this, God. I don't know why this happened, but it is, it is what it is. You know, we talked a little bit last week about it. We said, you know, why is life unfair? Why is there evil in this world? You know, why do we have these, these moments? And we said, well, part of the reason is freedom of choice. You know, the fact is we all make bad decisions. We just do. And the, and the other is, everybody else makes bad decisions, and sometimes their bad decisions affect our lives. You know, we live in a fallen world. Things are broken. It doesn't take long to figure that out. We have a tough time accepting the consequences for our bad actions. True? I mean, we have a hard time with that. But friends, we recoil when we suffer because of somebody else's stupidity. I mean, we just do. It doesn't make sense. You you find yourself asking, why, why? Abraham says it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. I personally believe that story of Abraham going to sacrifice his son, it, it, that story probably raises more questions than any other story in the Bible. You think about it, Isaac, he's 12, 13 years old at this point. And you remember he's a miracle baby. It's through this child that the, the promises will be fulfilled. And God comes to Abraham and says, I want you to sacrifice him. It's without precedent. There's nothing else like it in Scripture. Abraham had no idea at the time that God would not let him go through with it. He was clueless. He didn't have a Bible. So if he'd had a Bible, he could have looked and said, well, wait a minute, this goes against God's very nature. But Isaac, the representation of the promise, everything hinged on this child. And you, you read the story, and you kind of go, this is, this is unfair. I mean, how could God make a request like this? How could God ask a father to sacrifice his son? I mean, it, it sounds like a pagan practice. It sounds crazy. And I, I wonder, you know, what was going through Abraham's mind? You know, how, how could he be obedient? Think about that. Well, friends, he was obedient because he had faith. In fact, verse 19 lets us in on it. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. Abraham reasoned. He calculated He thought it over. He molded it over in his mind. And he decided a very basic truth of life, something that you've got to figure out. And that is, God has the right to make any demand upon my life that God wants to make upon my life, whether I understand it or not. God's God. God made me. I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for God. Therefore, everything I have, Everything I will ever have, I owe to God. Very fundamental principle. Abraham understood that, but on top of that, he reasoned that if God could give him a child at 99 years old, well, God could raise that child from the dead. Here's a question. Will you trust God in everything? Will you trust God without knowing the why? Friends, this this life's full of contradictions. There are some things, I don't care how smart you think you are, there are just some things you cannot figure out. You cannot get all the answers. You just can't. Some of you are going through the Y test today. And this may be the most difficult of the tests. You know, why did I get fired from the job? You know, why did my spouse have an affair? Why did we have a miscarriage? You know, why are we having these afflictions and these problems? You know, why did I get cancer? Why is this happening to me? Why did they die? I don't get it, God. Why? You ever been there? See, there's nothing wrong with asking the question. There's nothing wrong with asking any of these questions. Where? You know, when? How? Why? Abraham, he asks them. In fact, those questions, every great person in Scripture asks them over and over and over again. There's nothing wrong with asking the questions. But understand this. See, the, the test score, so to speak... It's not affected by the questions you ask. It's totally based on how you respond to whatever the test is in your life. It's based on your faith in God as you're going through those tests during those times. You know, when when you have more questions than answers, anybody there today? You got, got a lot more questions than you do answers. I mean, how do you respond in that time? Do you, do you trust God when you don't have the answers? You know, God didn't give an explanation to any of the, the questions that Abraham had, any of the tests that he faced. God just said, you know what? Follow me. Trust me. Abraham, I'll provide. And Abraham obeyed. I mean, he, he just trusted God. You know, I think one of the reasons why we struggle with this faith thing, you know, maybe it's part of growing up in America, but we kind of demand explanations for everything. You know? Friends, if you know everything, if, if you could figure everything out, you know, figure out the where's, the when's, the, the how's, the why's of life, you don't need faith. You're not living by faith. That's everything's, oh, I know, what this, I know where I'm going. I know what's going to happen. I know how to deal with it. When you take a test in school, if you think about it, the secret to being a good test taker it's knowing the right answers, right? True? That's how you ace a test in school. The secret to acing God's test is not knowing all the answers. In fact, you don't have to know the answers. A faith test, it's all about obeying and trusting God. Do you trust God? Whatever test you're facing right now, you trust God? Do you you believe that God loves you? Do you believe that God wants the very best for for your life? Do you you trust God enough to follow even though you don't know the winds, You don't know where. You don't know how. you, You don't know why. It's a faith test, faith test. Which of those tests are you facing today? And then let me ask you this. How do you rate yourself when it comes to the test? You know, be honest with yourself. I mean, how would you rate your faith? Are, are you a believer? And I know, as I said, some of you are going, well, well sure, Damon, I'm, I'm a believer. Life's a faith test. Prove it. Prove it. Faith is more than words. It's deeds. It's deeds. I also know as I say that, that for some of you, you're going, well, I guess I flunked. I'm not doing very good when it comes to this faith thing. Then do something about it. Start taking the steps that you need to take and have faith in God. One of my... my I think one of the most precious stories in in scripture it's uh, Mark 9 you have time this week you might read it but this man comes to Jesus and his son's been desperately ill and he asks Jesus he says can you do something to help Jesus can you do something to help and Jesus goes if you can All things are possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because of that man's faith, Jesus healed that boy. Friends, what are you facing? What's your test? All you need to do, we make this so complicated sometimes, but all you need to do when you're struggling with your faith, when you're struggling with whatever that test is, is to say, Lord, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't know where. You know, I, do, I don't know when. I don't know how. It just seems impossible as I look at it. And I sure don't understand why. But God, I, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I, I believe that you'll see me through. I believe that God helped me with my unbelief. That's how you pass the test. I'm going to ask the band if they come up, and um, I'm going to share in share music. Um, I believe that God's real. I believe... God is more alive when I'm in those tests in my life. Um, you know, sometimes I think it's real easy to think, oh, life's really smooth and, you know, God's good. But then we hit the skids and the older I get, the more I realize you hit a lot of skids in life. You have a lot of tough times in life and God, God's more real in those times if you let him be. And what I can stand and say absolutely is God will see you through. Some of you need to know that today. God will see you through whatever it is that you're facing. God will see you through. What will God do? See you through. Some of you just needed to be here this morning to hear that. God will see you through. Let's uh, allow God to minister to us now.